0: workers, which has called for the resignation of the remaining ESCOM board members. Uh, spokesperson Nuvwani mamburu is on the line with us. A very good evening to you, and thank you so much for speaking to us. Why do you believe that the rest of the ESCOM board needs to step down?
1: Uh, good evening, Fepiso. Um We have NM we feel that uh, there has been chaos at ESCOM Um I mean, looking at, firstly, the, the issue of the state capture when the public uh, protector released the report, um, the ESCOM uh, and a few individuals, there uh, the are allegations that have been levelled against them. And uh, that is why, as NEM, we felt that the department resign. resign. Uh, the issue of uh, uh, high power stations and, uh, being closed, uh, that decision, when it was made, uh, NEM was never consulted. Um, the issue of Machela Korko, one billion nepotism deal, The issue of uh, primary fairy statement. We were never consulted on all those issues. So we thought that uh, this part uh, must resign.
0: So what do you intend to do, for, to do going forward to push for this to happen?
1: We will engage ESCOM. They know that uh, they know those issues that we have raised with them, and then the, the same issues that we raised with them now that they were our concern, especially the issue of um, uh, the closure of five power stations, where which is going to lead to massive uh, retrenchments in places like in Pumalanga Province.
0: And just with regards to the announcement made by the uh, public enterprises minister Limbran earlier on about the acting national chairperson, what do you know about them and their credentials?
1: We we don't know we don't know um, him, and we have never been consulted. We just surprised, and uh, we we have not
0: commented at the moment. All right, thank you so much for speaking to us. Luvani uh, Mamburu is uh, the NUM's national spokesperson. It's 18 minutes past uh, five. So we continue now with the conversation about uh, these two stories the resignation of uh, Dr. Ben Gubani as its board chair, as well as statements made by the ANC Youth League uh, pronouncing. On the ideal top six, we're on the line to ANC's national spokesperson, Zizi Godra. A very good uh, evening to you, Mr Godra, and thank you so much for speaking to us. Perhaps let's first start with the last issue, Uh the NUM saying that it believes that the rest of the ESCOM board members should step down. Having been so critical at, uh, and I say quote-unquote, shenanigans at ESCOM, would you support this view?
2: Thank you very much, Patricia. You will remember that we are very critical, firstly, about the decision of the uh, Pro-Utility Board of Directors on the reappointment and the subsequent decision to resume that decision, uh, which was welcomed. I think there's an H.M. coming. There's a lot uh, to be explained by members of the board. And I don't think necessarily we must rush we may miss an opportunity. Even those who may have decided to resign, like the former chairperson, they must be held accountable Given the fact that we have not yet understood the basis of that, uh, of, of that decision first but secondly there are serious allegations of corruption and looting which are made about power utility and those allegations can only be answered by board members because some of them are mentioned either in the allegations contained which we have called for uh, government in the state uh, to establish the veracity and authenticity of those emails because they are quite damaging on the integrity and the credibility of those in government, including the relationship between government, state, as well as private interests. So if at the end the uh, the HMO should come in, the minister may come to the determination that indeed the board has failed in terms of its judicial responsibility and duty. Let that decision be taken. But I think at the moment that is important for us, the stability of the utility to deliver in its mandate to keep South Africa lights on.
0: Alright, let's talk about, um... Just the ANC Youth League naming its ideal top six. I know in the past we've had many conversations about the ANC saying its uh, policy on the leadership race is for people to not make any pronouncements yet. So are you surprised by this because they've uh, repeatedly made pronouncements but that they are being specific about not only positions but even the possibility of creating new positions?
2: No, you remember in terms of the NEC decision of the ANC, was that appreciating the fact that there has been anxiety from structures of the ANC, including provinces that have made submissions, that they want the process to be at least the second phase of the process to be open. That second phase including among others, structures discussing the principles around which uh, a nominee uh, or a name can be suggested. And that must be guided by... The judgment of the ANC through the eye of the needle. It is not the time for public pronouncement, because that time we are suggesting that already we have made a nomination. Nomination will only come around September, post the policy conference, which is coming. I must say that uh, other structures, of course, like the MGMVA yesterday, it's quite unfortunate that they've went ahead from the NEC decision. Let's discuss principles. Let's discuss what guides us. Among others, it must be the foundation upon which the ANC was founded, which is unity. And if that unity, of course, at the end of the day, when the time for nomination and pronouncement is allowed, which is around September, that we can do. But already I had a discussion with branches already engaging. It is quite unfortunate that we've had these pronouncements. But these are the issues that, as we go along, we'll interact with them uh, so that at the end of the day we achieve our ultimate goal, of uniting the African National Congress, come the end of the year, the the national conference conference. Mm.
0: There's been a view that uh, not only is this a list which validates claims of a Premier's League, a Premier's League which is uh, reportedly captured, uh, but that it is a clear indica- indication of the fissures, the slates. Your response to that?
2: One of the decisions we took, among others, the reason we've always been very decisive as a national executive committee is the abolishment of slates. Because one of the things we have realised is that slates have not been able to unite the African National Congress as far back as two thousand and two from Stellenbosch conference. The two thousand and seven conference also, once uh, one slate takes it on, it does not help to unite and bring the African National Congress. At best, it has brought more problems to the AMC. So if sometimes the, the whims of a dominant faction may decide that they can do as they wish outside of the principles of the organization. Of course it does create problems. Our wish and our desire and our appetite is that let's do and put our efforts together and double those efforts to unite everybody within that who's got a capacity to lead the African National Congress. Unfortunately not all of us can lead. There will only be one leader at the end of the day. Speaking- but sometimes we need to we need to control our uncontrollable desire power, at least for the benefit of the African National Congress.
0: Speaking of leadership and uncontrol- uncontroll- <laughs> uncontrollable desire for leadership, the DA says, for instance, you have failed to get rid of President Jacob Zuma. Why make such demands, hypocritical demands, which they see with regards to Helen Zilla?
2: Well, I think those who understand the impact of colonialism and apartheid in the country is very easy, hypocritically so, to say, because you have not done so, and therefore you can't talk internally about uh, internal politics of TA. Those who understand that is the difficulties we face as a country, live out the challenges we face, but the fact of the matter, the public challenge of unemployment, inequality, and poverty are the result, among others, of social engineered policy, of colonialism, of apartheid, particularly meant to exclude and subjugate black people. So for those who may work for whatever reason, to be just uh, cynical, about the impact of racism and those who continue to pray, like Helen those who pray and praise apartheid and colonialism, may just undermine the impact that excluded majority of people to whom the issues we face today in terms of our economic and sluggish slack- economic growth. The mostly affected is the poor, and that poor is the black majority. Mm-hmm.